0: To Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji.
1: With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this beautiful gathering
0: from Varanasi. Before we begin, let's just Take a moment to arrive and settle down. So wherever you are, just pull your spine straight. Open your shoulders. Lighten your mind, and close your eyes. Become aware of the breath, flowing in and flowing out effortlessly. Watch all the restlessness settling down like sand settles in a glass of water. Soften the whole body. Pay attention to the breath, how effortless it is. Pause the breath for a moment, wherever it is, and just be.
1: Before the body begins to stress, release the breath. And after a breath or two, pause it again. Imagine a beautiful radiance all around your face. Release the breath again and pause again. Focus at the center of the forehead. Your eyes are being absolutely still. Mind is resting in the center of the forehead.
0: Release the breath.
1: You will notice as your mind begins to rest in the center of the forehead, your breath becomes shorter and shorter. Very mindfully, we'll take a nice deep breath and slowly release it and gently open your eyes. Thank you for taking this time. I know it's a Thanksgiving time in the States. Time for big feast. And we had a big feast here also the other day, yesterday, Saturday, when we do Narayan Seva when we bring the food to the people who live in the streets. It's one of our little service projects that has continued from the COVID time. The migrant laborers who live on the street basically they just sleep under the tarp and sometimes they sleep in those big pipes Man, hang something on one end and cover it up and the whole family of two or three could just sleep in a ten foot long pipe they have pitched the plastic tent from there they sleep there winter is coming but we cook a big vat of khichdi, that's rice and mung beans together with some veggies, and take it there and have them sit down and serve them. And little children to old people. Not that many, probably maybe 70, 80 people, but that service project has been going on since COVID and just to see the happiness the smiles in those children's eyes just by getting getting a little full of mush cooked rice dal and veggies how happy they become and they are even more grateful after they're full If there is some more served on their plate that they can take it home. It really makes me think that we don't really need much to be happy. The basic needs are met, food, and little clothing, and the rest is all created here. I sent someone a picture of uh, three or four pictures. And this friend said, Baba Ji, my, even my dog is luckier than those kids. I said, well, dogs and cats are much luckier in America and in the West than you eat whenever there is little hunger, open the fridge and eat it. And so we have this luxury, physical luxury we have, but then we create unhappiness. Sadness, stress, because of things that we start thinking, what else we don't have. These people don't have food and they don't think beyond that. If they can sit down with their family and get a ladle full of mush, they're happy. And when we have everything and we sit together with our family, we get into bickering and fighting and being unhappy with each other. I was just mentioning this because I was just thinking about this, that humans, we tend to create our suffering. Yes, we don't have something, but that doesn't need need to make my whole life unhappy. If our basic needs are met, it's truly time to be thankful. And when we are thankful, then we try to spread that happiness. To those who are in our lives or that we are in contact with, instead of complaining, can we show appreciation? We have everything, but sometimes even having all the security, people live in fear somebody says something one negative thing then my whole life becomes about fear so this is something to look at we create our suffering instead of thinking about the positive things that are in our life we look at one little negative things and get carried away we forget about all the blessings Life is truly so precious, living in Banaras as I walk around and I see how precious this life is and how precious um, our existence is in in the West, really. We have it all that we need and why are we unhappy? Why are we unhappy? That unhappiness is really created by our mind. The idea of the self, sometimes, our own expectation from ourselves, our expectation from somebody else. We get caught right in this cycle. It constantly reminds me, Baba's teaching to me, that if you don't know what else to do, you want to be happy, no matter where you are, try to look for your happiness in the smiles of others. If you're not doing a seva project, service project, if we just live with that remembrance in our heart, what can I do for someone else to make them feel a little better? The more we think about ourselves and our own problems and our own unfulfilled expectations, we remain caught in there. So truly, this thanksgiving is a good holiday. It reminds us to be thankful for all the blessings and may we live with the notion that you can bring some little happiness on someone else's face. There was a little kid here who came today and I asked him, what was the best thing in his day today? And he said, the best thing was I came home And my mom gave me a hug. How simple it was just to receive a hug, just to receive a little love from someone. Can we smile at someone? Get out an agenda. Thinking about the the gratitude in our heart and how blessed our life is, if we can just even smile at someone. It doesn't take much to be of service. If we have nothing to do, but at least we can give a smile from that place. Thinking about how Grateful I am for all the blessings in my life. And just greeting someone with that attitude. I have seen people in Sonoma, particularly, having everything, everything, and walk with a frown on their face. Why? What's going on in our head? I know I'm not speaking about something very philosophical. Or it, it's very something very basic. We all want to live a spiritual life. We all want to be a good human being. We all want to be loved. And received well. But this is something that we have to look at ourselves. Do I walk with a smile on my face? Do I smile at someone? Do I greet someone with that joy in my heart? When I meet someone, am I talking about complaining about something? Or I'm talking about that inspires them, that uplifts them? These are very, very, very basic things and it needs constant reminder, constant reminder to look at ourselves. We can become very unhappy, you know, we get an idea in our head and it just keeps playing in our head and there goes a whole day. What a waste of time. How can we catch ourselves from getting on that bandwagon? Being able to stop, take a step back, take a deep breath, and remind ourselves remember, life is short. Every day we are just getting a day younger or older. Every day is passing. And it's not going to come back. May the remaining years of her life be the years of sadhana. And that is a sadhana in itself. To be able to look at yourself, am I walking on the ground a little lighter? Am I walking with a smile on my face? Am I walking with that remembrance that my life is a blessed life. I'm saying these things to you because uh, living here in Varanasi and the people I see and their lives I see, it just reinforces that how blessed we are. As far as what's going on here, uh, I have started at the Baal Ashram. There have been lots of seva projects that the people do here at the ashram. But I have initiated sadhana also, sadhana days. Now every Sunday, just like we invite people in Sonoma, people are gathering here and learning. I never get to teach here. So teaching the local students, those who are who have received Mantra from me, the same thing that I've taught you over there for years, teaching them Pranayam, Prano, Dhyan, job, what is a mantra, and how to do it. So it's uh, very refreshing for me to start from the basic and um, see how how it is received. A little satsang in Hindi. So Sunday has been a day of satsang in Hindi, satsang in English, and It has been very nice being here and I will be here till February 22nd. If any of you want to just drop in for a couple of days, couple of hours, couple of weeks, let me know. And I would love to just be here and listen to you. I said what was on my mind, but I would love to hear from you. Shannon?
2: Thank you, Baba G. If you'd like to speak with Baba G directly, you can let me know via the chat. You can also chat me a question or a comment, and I'm happy to relay that to Baba.
1: I don't hear a question, so I'm going to ask you questions. Khulud, I heard you were at the ashram. How was it for you?
2: It was great, Baba, as usual. It was so beautiful and just, I felt reset the moment I stepped my foot there. And Danielle loved it too. Thank you so much for having us.
1: Oh, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> The residents of the ashram, you have it
2: there. <laughs> <laughs> you were there in spirit baba <clears throat> There is a question, Babaji. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the best tool to stop the mind from churning?
1: Stop your breath. Stop your breath. Wherever the mind is churning or whatever it's doing, it will come back. Just stop it. And then slowly release it or take the breath in. Just take three or four deep breaths. So if you want immediate stoppage of the churning of the mind, just stop the breath. And then again, breathe in or breathe out just three or four breaths. How to stay in remembrance of the blessing of the gratitude that this life is. You know how quickly we forget when we get sick, when I've had the, that you know, challenge, I remember the clarity, life ahead every moment is going to be devoted to something higher. When I came out of the hospital, I was going to turn the whole Sonoma ashram into a healthy heart ashram. (laughs) And I I had this whole vision very clearly that how it's all going to be a home for those who are going through that kind of challenge. But then something else comes along and we go along. But those moments when we are forced to think clearly are also very important. When mind is churning, just stop the breath, do this three, four, five times, and then change the place. Just walk around and look at something else. Start digging, planting, pruning, beautifying, and just this little distraction is also helpful.
2: Thank you, Baba. There's uh, a couple more questions coming in. The next one is, how do I stop fearing not having enough in the future? I have enough now, but what about the next 10 years?
1: By worrying about it, you're not going to increase your bank balance. <laughs> so 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 you already know how futile that kind of thinking is. So instead of fearing, I would suggest start telling yourself, you will manage with whatever it is. You may not live the as cushy life as you are living now. You may, but look about those guys sitting sleeping in the cement pipe. So their human humans have this amazing capacity to accommodate themselves to whatever the situation is, and we do. If you don't have enough, maybe you will have a friend who will let you sleep on their couch and share a meal with you, and so instead of worrying like that we should even just think that and have a prayer in your heart and mind that may you have the strength to deal with whatever the situation is and you will i can guarantee you of that you will find a way to accommodate to whatever the situation is People go through great, terrible health challenge. They couldn't even imagine that they would be looking like that or they'd be living like that. But they they slowly, 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 they learn to accept it and live with that and make the best out of that. Living in fear is not a way to live. It's such a waste of time. If it was helping something, then I would say, okay, go live in the thinking like that. But it's not helping anything. It's not helping you. It's not helping the world. It's not helping anybody. So...
2: Babaji, there's a question about uh, what will you do for Mahasamadhi tomorrow?
1: Mahasamadhi day is the day when a realized being leaves his or her body. And enlightened beings don't just disappear after their leaving the body. I remember Baba telling me, when he told me, that I'm tired of lugging around these old bones, I still have much to do. And for me, it was a little hard to hear that he's leaving his body. He reached over and just kind of smacked me on my head like this, and he said, pull. Why are you crying? I'm not going anywhere. I'm just leaving this body. It's a hindrance in my movement. I still have much to do. So enlightened beings like Baba do not just disappear. They don't just go away. Their presence becomes even stronger. So how do we celebrate the Mahasamadhi week? We strengthen our connection with, uh, with that presence. So in our ashram, we chant 108 times, Aghorana Paro Mantra Nasti Tattvam It's a chant, meaning the Aghor name of Shiva is the greatest mantra. And there is no greater element than the guru element. Means there is nothing higher. No other element is higher than being devoted to your own higher self. So we chant 108 times the na paro mantra nasti tattvam guru param and light a lamp in our house. And if you are all alone and you want to celebrate that day, just light a lamp in your house, look at Baba's picture, and do a mala jap. That's another nice way to strengthen that sutra, that connection. It's more about on that day, in whatever way you feel, to strengthen that connection with your lineage. Baba is our lineage from where we have received the mantra. So it's a nice thing to do. Just light a lamp and think about Baba. Look at his picture. Picture is just a reminder of that presence. And then do some job. That's good enough. But if there are two or three of you together, somewhere happen to be, then I would say, Chant. There is some other better recording somewhere. <laughs>
2: I thought that was pretty good, Babaji. Uh, I, uh, there's, uh, no there's no other questions in the chat.
0: Julie, how are you? I'm well, Babaji. Are
1: Thank you coming you. to Banaras? Yes. I will
2: I will work out with you. I'll come in January.
1: Remember, the first two weeks of January is really cold.
2: Yes, it is. I'll I'll probably come mid-January, but I'll um maybe the third week of January. Um okay. I need to I need to help my mom with something and then I'll come.
1: After January 15, the weather starts warming up.
2: Yeah, that's when I've usually been there, is after just after that. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Anybody else coming? Please raise your hands.
2: (laughs) I'll see who else I can wrangle.
1: (laughs) Okay. So it looks like it's nice to see you all. And um, it's a very nice way to end the day today here. I see Richard and Marcy there. Are you in the ashram, Richard? Marcy.
2: Yes, Papa. Okay. You... Yes. We're having Howard. a yeah. yeah.
1: You had a nice Thanksgiving?
2: Yeah, we had lasagna for Thanksgiving this time.
1: Okay, everyone, thank you very much for being there. I will see you all next week. Ziyad, how are you? I am quite well. Actually, when you guys were living here next door, that person was here yesterday, and he was very impressed the way you had left your Apartment nice and clean, and nice pictures of Kali on the wall. Wow,
2: so, it was so long ago.
1: I know, but he, actually he was mentioning ago. it the other day. So there you are, I saw you. Thank you, Babaji. Okay, everybody, thank you. My love to you, my blessings to you. Have a wonderful week ahead.